Welcome to Fast Lane with Sarah Jane, a podcast for women who are on the move, managing life and family. Your host, Sarah Jane, is building a tribe and talking about the things that affect the daily lives of moms. You can expect real conversations about managing chaos, finding ways to take care of mind and body, and stepping outside your comfort zone on the way to living your best life. Hold on for a wild ride. Now, let's get started. Great afternoon. You are in the fast lane with Sarah Jane, and my goal is to help you live better, do better, and be better in general. So I was pretty excited to sit down and speak with my friend, Annette Rugolo, and this is for you spiritual people. So this is for people who like to meditate and maybe are enlightened. Annette is so calming to listen to, and Today, we are talking about energy, and we're talking about meditation, and I have definitely gotten some benefits from being friends with Annette and doing her meditations, and I've read her books and all that good stuff. So I hope you as well are able to learn something from Annette. Annette, I really appreciate you joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. And I just want to start, I was trying to think of of how long that you and I have been in contact. I know it's been a few months. It maybe was since last fall that I started uh, following you and doing your meditations. And I think that pretty much everyone could benefit from what Annette has to offer. So can you start by telling us what your background is? I don't know how far back you want me to go, but um, I basically started the path I'm on now back in the 90s, ended up at a massage school out in Virginia Beach, uh, quickly got into energy work, craniosacral work, Qigong, yoga. I just, I loved the complementary health field. I think it's wonderful in conjunction with our other medical models. Um, And um, I think it really got fast started, and I call it a fast track, uh, when I met Marie Diamond. So she became my spiritual teacher, my mentor. A lot of the things that I do are based on her methods. So it has really taken me to places I never imagined I would be be working in. Um, It's been pretty amazing. Awesome. So then a lot of people don't understand the energy. And I will tell people like, I can pick up on people's energy, nothing like you, but sometimes when we're in maybe not a really good situation or if we're around someone that doesn't have good energy, how much it can affect us. Mm. Um, can you can you maybe explain a little bit how energy, how we can pick up on each other's energy and how energy works for, for may, maybe the lay person? Because you definitely understand it you know, much more in depth than even I do. One of the things I always tell people is, Everything is energy. There's a really good book out I read years ago called Power Versus Force. I believe the author is David Hawkins. Um, But he basically describes everything vibrates. Um, So even like solid furniture, it's a very slow vibration, but it's still, there's a movement, atoms move. So when we have different energies like anger, fear, worry, grief, That is what I call a lower vibrational energy and things of joy, happiness, collaboration, wisdom, and that has another vibration. So what I've learned over the years is 
not everybody is aware of this energy. I think sometimes we're so used to it being around us and in us that it's it feels normal. But what happens for a lot of people once they start wanting to transform their life or change something about their life, they do something like a meditation, centering prayer, uh, anything that really gets us quiet. That's when people start becoming aware of different energies. And all of a sudden, it's like they feel heavy or they're in a room and it's like, well, this room doesn't feel good or they're around a person. And after leaving that person that was complaining for half an hour, an hour, all of a sudden they feel drained and heavy. There's an awareness that starts happening for people. And it's an understanding of we have our energy fields and we can absorb people's other, uh, other people's energies into our field if we're not careful. So one of the things, uh, the first things I always give to people, I have what's called the Tubes of Light Guided Meditation. It's like 12 minutes long, but it works with light frequencies, high vibrational frequencies. People can bring in their field to stop taking on other people's energy. Not quite sure if that answered your question, but... But it's, it's an awareness that starts happening. And again, not everybody feels, sees energy. Uh, one of the things I've seen is these young kids coming in, they absolutely see and feel energy. And a lot of us as children, we did too, but we didn't have anyone around us to support us, to help us understand it, to give us some tools. So that's what I love giving parents, grandparents right now is the tools to help our kids who are really sensitive in dealing with this energy. I, I want to ask you about kids later, but since you said, since you brought up kids, I have a nine-year-old and he has informed me that he needs his own meditation space. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, because I do meditate, but not regularly. You and I have discussed that, how I need, how I need to be better at that, but he will like sit like Rafiki. I don't even know where he's seen this. Maybe on TV, but he'll sit like Rafiki, you know, from The Lion King. And he'll, I walked in one day and he has his eyes closed. And I said, what's going on? And he goes, I just need my own meditation space. And I wanted to laugh, but I didn't because I thought, okay, we need to get, we need to get you, you know? And I said, you don't really need a space. I said, you can do it anywhere. We just need it to be quiet. Well, I can't have it quiet in here with my brothers. Well, <laughs> right. So, and he's asking wow. for it. So I, I'm pretty, I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah. Um, and that's these these kids are coming in and they know they just know what they need what they you know and they they're trying when they're younger they try to convey different messages to us but usually around the age of eight nine ten it's like they they know what they need it's amazing I think I think that's very interesting so when you're talking about how uh, different fear and worry versus happiness and joy, how they all have different vibrations. So um, I'm assuming the fear and the worry is low vibration. Right. So yes. how, how can we raise our vibration other than meditation? I do something called karma clearing. So there is, there's several things. One is, well, the tubes of light meditation, it, you're going to call in a royal blue light. I work with light frequencies. These are quantum colors, quantum frequencies. So they're high vibrational frequencies and you start calling them in. And the first step is really getting clear about what is your energy and what is others' energy. What is energy that's not yours? And that was the first step I had to do when I started this process. I was doing energy work and I was taking on everybody's energy 
feeling exhausted by the end of the day. And I knew it wasn't mine, but I didn't know how to keep it out. So that's always the first step. What is your energy? What is others' energy? And that's what uh, meditation does. The second piece then, once you know what your energy is, we, we all carry energy created by past events, past experiences. Uh, we call it baggage. So it's emotional patterns, mental patterns, programs. I describe us as like, a, if you think of a computer, like even when we're born, we come in with, uh, we're pre-programmed with patterns passed on from our parents, our mother's side, our dad's side. And then we pick up things as we're young from our parents as we grow up. Uh, we pick up things from our society and we're carrying those around and we've kind of, somebody installed these patterns for us and we don't even know that they're not ours. So part of this raising our vibration is clearing out things that we've either accepted or created ourselves over a lifetime. And it's like throwing out the trash. It's, it's getting rid of that baggage, that heavy energy that we're carrying. And when we do that process, we just get lighter and lighter and lighter. And uh, people experience that when they've, so I, I teach classes, I do soul sessions, I, you know, energy sessions. So that's, this is the, the work I've been doing since 2001. But it's important that we, we recognize what we're carrying. And then it's always important to have tools to release it. And there's lots of tools out there. We just have to find them and use them. That's the, I don't have all of them. Obviously. So I have, I got through you an energy ring and being in my line of work, and, and being when you were a massage therapist, we hear a lot of people complain. I mean, whether it's good, bad or whatever. And it's not that they're just such negative people, but they come to us usually for pain. Right. Yeah. And there is one specific person like I will bring my energy ring to my office the day they're coming because nothing I say, it, I, I try all different avenues to try to get something positive and there's zero positive things that can come out of this person's mouth. And so I used to do jumping jacks and run in place and like pretend <laughs> I was boxing and my receptionist would laugh at me. And I was like, I'm just trying to get my energy up, but now I'll bring my ring and I'll set it in my chair because I'm thinking I got to do anything I possibly can to try to just make it through this. Yeah. So, can you tell us about the energy rings and like what we can all use those for? Mm. So the energy rings are amazing. The method that I learned from Marie Diamond is working with 24 frequencies of light. So these are quantum frequencies, they're universal energies, they're beautiful. They're like these angels <laughs> that we're working with, they're calling in. So there's 24 frequencies, light frequencies, 12 are masculine, 12 are feminine. It creates this wonderful balance. And each color, so we, we I describe them by color, but each color or each frequency has a quality. It has a characteristic like royal blue is for power. Yellow is for wisdom, emerald green for healing, peach is for joy. So it, it, there's a whole list of them. We oh, back in, this is about 2005, 2006, we created these energy rings, quantum energy rings, 100% copper. And copper is an element that holds intention. It holds light. And the size of the ring holds light as well. It's based on cubits. So three and a half cubit, two cubit, one and a half, all of that. So these energy rings then are activated 
And um, I'm the one in Marie's company that activates all of the products for both my company and hers. So uh, I'm the global activator, (laughs) but um, I sit in meditation. Part of my working with Marie was learning how to connect in with these frequencies, bring them in through my body and through my hands and into the rings. So it's a beautiful process. It's a wonderful meditation. But now the energy rings, the copper itself is an element that holds the light, the intention. So these energy rings now are holding 24 frequencies of light. So there is uh, something on this planet called positive vortexes. So positive vortexes, positive energy fields, a lot of people are attracted to them. They're all over the place. So when you walk in a room and it feels great, it might be a positive vortex there. If you go to a place like Sedona, There's a lot of positive vortexes there. So people feel the light, they feel uplifted, they feel energized, they feel amazing, right? Then they come home and it's like, goes away, (laughs) right? So there's these positive, natural positive vortexes all over the planet. But what this does with the quantum energy ring, a lot of people don't have one in their home. This creates a positive vortex. And so wherever you place it, a lot of people, I suggest meditating in it, praying in it. It's this wonderful energy that balances your energy field and uplifts you to a higher vibration. And it starts, there's two words that I like to uh, describe. One is resonance, one is entrainment. So it's when you bring in a high vibrational frequency, lower vibrational frequencies entrain to that higher vibrational level. So just sitting in it, lower vibrational energies that have you've either absorbed or created are just kind of shifting and matching this higher vibration. So it's a resonance that we sit in that holds this higher vibration. When I first started using it, and now my whole house is doused and I don't have to do this anymore. But when I first started working with the computer a lot, this is back in 2001 or two, I was really sensitive to the energy of the computer. So I would have, once I learned about the energy ring, it took four years to get there, but I had my energy ring between me and my computer, or I'd sit in it and I think of it as a force field. So it's such a high vibrational frequency that we put around us that everything outside of that, including the computer, EMFs, it filters it out. It doesn't come into our energy field. It doesn't affect us. There's, uh, I have an ebook. So um, anyone interested can use the ebook. A lot of times parents will put their kids in a timeout in an energy ring. So it's like, instead of, so it's a timeout but it helps them reset their energy um, or it helps them clear whatever energy that they absorbed if they're not doing the tubes of light for them. It brings them back to connecting with their higher self. And that's what it does for people meditating or praying in this. It connects to something beyond their emotions, their thoughts, and it connects with their inner self, their higher self, whatever you want to call it. Does the ring have to stay a circle? Because mine is really beat up. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to stay a circle. Okay. Yeah. It's it's holding that energy ring. You should see some of mine. They're pretty Good. beat up. 
yeah. so. my kids haul mine around and they wanted, you know, they want me to put it around them or they move it around. And I looked at it just this morning and I thought, oh my gosh, that was one of the things I wanted to make sure I asked you because I didn't even know if I needed to fix it, but it's yeah. still working then. It's still working. Yeah. So then when you said that your house is doused, my house is doused, my office is doused. And then what I thought was interesting that you said is that people will go on vacation and they'll feel good. And then they come home and are crabby. My husband used to say that to me all the time. He said, you know, it's almost worse when you, or when we go away, if we get away from the kids, he's like, because then you come home and it's, I mean, you're like mad. And I have not felt that way because we just recently took a trip together and then we came home and everything was fine. And I took a trip in January and I bet it's because my house is doused. Yes, exactly. I don't know how many people I've talked to over the years. They'll go on this beautiful vacation. Every time we go to the beach or to a mountain or to these high vibrational spaces, or even like uh, people that go to seminars. So there's all this positive energy being created by the group, right? So you're in this really high uplifting place. And then you go home and most people's homes are not vibrating very high. So now you come into your house and it's like, it's like like this wet blanket that is put over you. And it's like, what happened to all the good energy? And we lose it as soon as we walk into our house. That's not doused. So that's really cool that you felt the difference now that you have your house doused. Yeah, you can come back and still be supported, uplifted by the energy of your house. Okay, so can you explain then the dousing? So in my house and, and in my office, I do have copper, like I can see a copper rod as I sit here. So I have copper rods um, around my office and in my house. And then I believe I had a negative vortex in my house because I have I have an, an oh, X, the X somewhere, which actually, which is interesting. It's underneath, it's almost pretty much underneath my bed in the basement is where the Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you were sleeping in it or in the aura field of it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I will say that now looking back, I guess I can really say this is that I not saying that I didn't like to clean, but I was always so annoyed over certain things I had to do. And, and I'm, and and this isn't the 1950s, but like in, in my house, I am the one that cleans the kitchen and I used to hate doing stuff like that. There were certain things I hated to do around my house, but I think lately, because now I'm buying different furniture, I've taken so much more pride in my home. But I really think it's because it's more of a, I don't like safe zone, a comfort zone. Like it's a more comforting yes. place for me now. Yeah. Same with my I, office. I walk in here and I like being here. Yeah. And that's exactly, that's, oh, the dowsing is so important. So there's something called dowsers. So I have I like to simplify things into a very simple form for people to understand. <laughs> so dowsing, you can use different tools, pendulum, sticks. I have dowsing rods. I always keep them by my desk. I have them here. But dowsing basically is a way to find information that you cannot see with your physical eyes. So a lot of people, when I lived in North Dakota, I was there for 20 years, I lived in Fargo and Jamestown, and I connected in with a lot of people in the farming community. So when I first started dousing, it's like, oh yeah, my grandfather had a dowser come out to the farm and douse for a well. Where, where should you dig a well, right? That's where I had heard about it before, because we yeah. used to do that at the lake, yep. Yeah. 
So people already know that. So it's like finding something that you cannot see with your physical eyes. It's underground well. You can't see it, but your dowsing rods will tell you where it is. So the way I use it is dowsing for, again, everything's energy, dowsing for energy in a home that's bringing that energy of the home down. So the first thing I always do when I go into a home is measure the energy of a space, and then I measure the energy level of the person I'm working with. So for instance, if the home is, and it's never as high as the person I'm working with, the home might be like, it's just a scale that I use, but the home might be like a plus four. So I give the person that information. The person's energy might be a plus 25, 28, plus 30. So what happens, it it starts giving the person information about why when they're in this home for too long, they have to get out or they feel tired or they feel drained. So our houses are, there's so much energy. They're bigger than us. We're trying energetically. We're using a lot of our energy to stay above the energy of the house. And it's draining, it's tiring. So people don't have the energy or the insight sometimes to see what they need to see in their houses. The process of the dowsing that I do is finding all of the stress lines, all of the vibrational energies in a space that is creating that plus four, whatever the number is. And then you talked about these cures. I don't have one at my desk, but it's a 18 inch long, thin copper stick. It's activated. Again, there's activations. So it's activated with the intention of what we're curing and it's activated with a light frequency. So one of the stories I love to share to just really help people get what this is about. So it's for, let's just talk about geopathic stress. Geopathic stress is underground water, underground fault lines, could be a river, could be a lake. So anytime we're sleeping in our beds and there's a movement of energy in the earth underneath us, it creates a disturbance in our own energy field. I hear those in the house, the yard, trees that end up being in geopathic stress are stressed. Some of them die. So I like to cure the whole property if possible. There is a cure to cure the the stress line. I find out where it's coming in. And then I put this stick, wherever it's coming in, it crosses it so that that cure filters out that energy so it's not coming in the property or the house. It's activated with the intention of curing geopathic stress, but also the royal blue. I was at a friend's house. This was when I first moved to Minneapolis years ago. Uh, She had me come over and douse her house. And she had three geopathic stress lines in her backyard. They are all on, as you're looking at the backyard, all on the right. Okay. Next day, she's having this party for some friends. And one of her friends sees energy. And so she's looking out her patio door, looking at the backyard. And she says to my friend, Michelle, do you know you have three huge blue angels protecting your yard? And she saw, and so Michelle, I mean, she feels energy, so she felt the shift. But this person, this friend confirmed that, yeah, what we did, it's like it brings in this light frequency and anchors it to the earth. So you have to think about these quantum frequencies that I use, they're quantum. 
It means you have to connect with them in the quantum field. They're not in our physical spaces. So the process of dowsing and laying these cures is like, I always describe it like pulling down a shade. So you're pulling down this frequency and this copper stick is connecting it to the fifth dimension, third dimensional aspect of the, the earth, the ground or the house, whatever space I'm putting it in. So now we're pulling down these quantum frequencies into our spaces. And this is what shifts and brings up the vibration of a space. And it's just this amazing method and process. Yeah, I just love helping people douse their houses. So now we have these happy homes. Our homes are happy. They're not heavy. They're not carrying the baggage. And along with the dowsing, then we, I do space clearing just to clear out all the old energy created, emotional energy, mental energy, sometimes spirits, all that. It's like creating this beautiful, clean space to live. So it's how, awesome. Can, can the stress lines move? So how often should someone have their house doused? Usually once you have it doused, you don't need it doused for a long time. So you're going to be pretty good. So they don't move. Once it's doused, it's doused. Now what happens is if there's a rainy season, like here in Minneapolis one year, we had a lot of water. I checked for new geopathic stress lines and I ended up having one new geopathic stress line. Everything that gets cured stays cured, but then a new river, underground river can open up. Something can shift under underneath us. So there might be one, but again, for the most part, 99% stays doused always. So with the rods, do those need to be straight as well or no? No. Okay, because those are another thing that my two-year-old likes to carry around. So the they're sticks. not <laughs> Yes, the sticks. And I'm always like, put them back, put them back. So they're attracted to the light. So when I teach dowsing, I teach people how to hide them. Okay. So you can bury them outside. So wherever they are in the house, you could take them outside and put them outside. You can bury them. Okay, so I shouldn't sound surprised because I do have two on the outside of my house. And I think at one time an electrician came and they, my husband and him were back, you know, back there. And he kind of looked at those and Ryan goes, oh, it's something of Sarah's. And that was it. Like no one asked any other questions. Something of Sarah's. So when I do a house, just because of kids and cleaners and other people, you know, that might see them, I hide them all. Okay. Uh, so there's really wonderful ways to hide them so they're not visible. But Most I, of mine are hidden, but I have I don't know if it was just a spot of it, but I suppose I could move them outside. But how about space clearing? How often should someone have their uh, space cleared? Uh, it all depends on who's living there. If you have a lot of people living in the house, this is where people can bring energy in. I would say at least once a month. Oh. Uh, once a month is a good amount and it keeps things clear. And especially, and again, you know, depending on who's living in the house, if people aren't protecting their energy field, they can be dragging energy into the house. That's not theirs. That's not yours. With people that do any kind of healing work, I recommend once a week, just do a clearing of all the energy. Because as people come in your office, you're working on them. They're releasing that energy. And it's like... Some some of it, if you're not protected, you're taking some of it on, yeah, but it's yeah. just kind of hanging out. And then you want to clear that about weekly. Okay. 
Okay. If there's not very many people living in the house, I, I do mine quarterly. I do a space clearing like summer solstice, winter solstice, equinoxes. So if a person has rental houses, would you sp- clear that space too? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I should probably and, get that doused too. Oh, and having a doused rental property is amazing because who you attract in that space, just kind of how you felt about cleaning the space up, they're going to feel the same way. You know, they're going to keep it nice for themselves and you'll attract different renters. Interesting. So then I have a list of questions and I mean, I could talk to you all day, (laughs) but I'm looking behind you because one of my questions is on colors and the colors we surround ourselves with. And I see that you have yellow and then you have kind of an an orange or a terracotta color. Um, is, Is there a significance to those? Yes. So these are the colors of the quantum colors that I work with. And that's a yin yang symbol. So that's yellow and saffron behind me. Okay. And then the orange, it's uh, peach and orange uh, over here. So this is, it's part of the, the dowsing. It's more connected with some feng shui. So Marie Diamond created three basic methods, diamond feng shui, diamond dowsing, inner diamond. So you can go to mariediamond.com. You can go to my site, netregolo.com. But um, I don't do the feng shui. I, I don't teach it. I don't do consulting. But I have my house feng shui. This is, mm, let's see, the best way to describe it. Using my space, I describe it as like a billboard to the universe. So um, I create a vision board and there's a specific place to put it based on my birthday. So everyone has four best directions based on their birthday. Success, health, relationship, wisdom. So I activate that with color in my space. So these are, uh, when I work with the color, I could do anything. It doesn't have to be the yin-yang symbol, but I activate something in my space with color. So that's what that is. And I could use a picture. I could use anything that is that color, but I, because it's my office and no one comes in here, it's not like it's open to the public. It's an office in my home. Mm-hmm. I just put the colors up in the yin-yang symbols. Okay. But it, it's like a, um, a stronger connection to that color in the universe. It's like it's pulling it in. Okay. So then will that increase your energy as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. So with I downloaded the app that will tell you like your number and your directions uh-huh. and whatnot. Yeah. And so oh, I did awesome. a vision board. And it's humongous because I guess that's the way I am. And it's not completely full. But... I keep it in a spot, but then, you know, we have a nanny and we have other people that are in the house. And so I always move it because I don't know if I want everyone to see what's on my board, you know? So what, what does a person do with that? Is that what you're supposed to do? Like, just, can it be there for part of the day? And then you got to put it away when other people are in your house or what do you do? You could, it'd be nice to find a place that you can be comfortable leaving it out. A lot of people, if people are in the rest of the house, they might put it in their bedroom. Mm-hmm. So bedrooms are a good place. If there's a room in your office, like there's a place in your office that no one comes in, you might want to put it there. Okay. Be nice to find a place that you can keep it up. Okay. It's like sending a, a message to the universe 24-7. 
And every time you take it down, it's like you're you're closing off the message. So do you take like if let's say you want to take a vacation, let's say you want to take a cruise. So for your vision board, so you put the cruise up there. Once you take the cruise, do you take that down? Yep. Okay. So you're, you get, you want to keep your vision board active, um, connected. So once you've like finalized a goal or something happens that you had on there, then you want to keep refreshing it unless you want to do it again. And then you keep it up there. Okay. Okay. Cause I put a lot of sayings on mine and quotes and you yeah. know, different stuff, but so can the quotes, would you change those or would you leave those? If they still resonate with you, keep the quotes up. If they're your favorite quotes and they're lifelong, you just love them. So you have to look at your vision board and go, oh, I love this. Yeah. You know, it's like it's it, this reflects who, who I am, what I do, where I want to go, what I want to create for my life. So it's like if something it's like you're looking at it and going, oh, it, it, that's done. <laughs> Take it off. Okay. Yeah. So then how do you like what are your thoughts on gratitude journals then? Um, they work awesome. I did them for a while. Uh, I think it's really, really important for all of us at some point to sit and start uh, doing gratitude journals. Or it doesn't have to be even a journal. But what I did, I started with a journal. But then I did, um, I think it was for a year long, like every morning in my meditation, what am I grateful for today? So it doesn't have to be something you write down, but it's the gratitude is so important right now, especially right now with everything else going on. So how can, we're going to have to have another discussion because there's a bunch of other stuff that we need to <laughs> okay. talk about today. I, I love talking talk about this. <laughs> you're you're so calming. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, and I love talking about that. I mean, this is this is my passion. I I love love what I do, and I love sharing this information with others. So yeah, let me know. <laughs> I'm here. So how can people uh, reach you, or how can they start on uh, on a meditation journey, or getting their house doused or space cleared? How can how can they start that? On my website, just go to AnnetteRigolo.com. So it's Annette with two N's, two T's, and R-U-G-O-L-O.com. Um, I have a resource page on my website. So uh, people can go to the resource page. What I would recommend, I always recommend the Tubes of Light. So it's called the Tubes of Light Meditation. That's a name that Marie was given, given it. It's a really good way to start. And I always tell people, try it for a week and see how you feel after a week daily so it's yeah daily once a day and it's like 12 minutes long so it's really easy so what happens when you're bringing in these colors they stay for 24 hours so you meditate for 10 minutes a day and you're basically protected supported and cleansed 24 7 okay when you do this once a day there's also a tubes of light for children so if you have children under the age of 14 I won't go into why under the age of 14 right now, but under the age of 14, you can do this for them as well. Again, see how they react, see how they feel. They love the light frequencies, okay? And then just look at the other resources. There's eBooks, meditations. There's just, I wanted to offer a lot of free resources. So go there. I would say start with the Tubes of Light. 
I have an inner diamond, it's called the inner diamond basic, where you learn about all of the 24 frequencies of light, how to radiate, how to use these light frequencies to clear your karma. So I talk about karma, what it is, uh, all the different aspects. So it goes deeper into, it's a really good basic program that talks about all these different pieces, puts things together. I have read all of your eBooks and you also wrote another book that I read. So we'll also put a link to that and all of it is okay. very fascinating to me. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yes. So oh. thank you so much for being here today and we will have yes. to chat again so we can continue informing people on how they can live better, do better and be better in general. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks for listening to the Fast Lane with Sarah Jane podcast. If you like what you hear, share the podcast and hit the subscribe button so you get updates on all new episodes. And we truly love feedback, so ratings and reviews are appreciated.